Welcome back. I am ready to jump in and talk about consent this week. And let's just start out by talking about just the the traditional definition. Consent is permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. As a verb, it's giving permission for something to happen. So one of the reasons why I want to have this conversation is because of my own personal experiences and what I've observed from the world around me. And one of the people I was talking to recently had said um, an experience that they had was um, that, you know, when you're making out with somebody that they assume that that means that you want to go farther. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been dealing with my whole life, especially um, this situation that I mentioned in a previous episode where I said, you know, they just go for it. There's not a conversation. There's not a, do you want to do this? Or are you ready? Or there's, there was literally no conversation. It was just a, an assumption that was being made, but it's hard to understand how you can make that assumption because you are not in that person's mind and you don't know. Because I, I mean, you can get honestly like, you know, really revved up, really turned on, but that doesn't mean that you want to go through with it. So even if on their side that they're showing excitement or arousal, that doesn't automatically mean that they want to, you know, have sex or even things that are less than sex. It's not all just about that end game either is some people maybe don't want to be touched. And I feel like this is a very uh, me too movement reason is just the fact that so many people are experiencing this and there needs to be awareness and there needs to be change. And I feel like, I mean, to some extent, people are being held accountable, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, for the most part, it's still a male dominated world where a lot of stuff just gets, gets pushed aside or gets um, swept away with the like, oh, well, he's just being a guy. But why does it get swept away and swept under the rug with he's just being a guy? Why aren't we teaching guys to be different? And that's not the standard instead of letting them get away with it. That's why awareness needs to happen and, and accountability needs to happen. Because if the situation was reversed, again, it's all about power. It's a power thing a lot of times um, with situations like this where it's a control and power thing. Um, yes, some of it can be sexual, but a lot of it stems from something greater than that. Could you imagine if in sex ed, which again we already have said is very non-comprehensive at schools, but imagine if you took the boys separate and even the girls, actually they all need to hear about it, about consent and explaining like what that actually looks like and when it's not given and on both sides and because you know whatever gender you are and whoever you're attracted to like there are women that that do the same thing so it goes both ways but also for women to recognize what's not acceptable and then for men to realize like no here's what consent actually is um i'd found a tweet um the username is at axfx And she said, a few weeks ago, one of my students started singing, every kiss begins with, then a boy yelled out consent. 
and I haven't stopped thinking about it since and I was thinking oh it's probably like a younger kid and like that's kind of cool and cute and whatever but it was actually like a, a 18 year old high school student that said that and reading some of the comments that came back it was very interesting um but you know a lot of a lot of the women were like yeah that should just be the standard and like good for that guy for actually like realizing what <laughs> you know a minimum requirement is for a physical and even emotional relationship and when I say um, the emotional part um, I was actually talking to some students today about some personal issues that they had gone with and they were sharing how they hate when something like deeply personal about them gets shared and maybe it's not it's not been told by them so it was maybe shared by a family member or a friend or somebody else and that it gets used and thrown back in their face and it was something that was deeply personal and so then they didn't divulge that information because they didn't want that person to know and now that person has ammunition in a way against them and how like truly hurtful that can be so to me that's kind of emotional consent is you don't have the right to tell people's personal stories and struggles and maybe mental health issues and things of that nature that's that person's story and decision what they want to share with other people and just because they shared with one person doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to share with somebody else even similar to that person One of my friends shared a non-sexual example of consent. She said that when she was in college, that there was a photo, her full name, personal information, everything posted on a large sports blog when she was in college. So, I mean, we, we have that when you think about minors, like they have to have an apparent sign off if they're... Um, like pictures and videos and things can be posted on the internet and that's the same as us like when we have a breach of our personal information I know I feel violated I don't like when my social security number anything's out there anything's been compromised because it makes you feel vulnerable and you should have a say over what information you put out there and if she was wanting all that information out there that's fine but they especially if it's a blog or um, some kind of journalism they should be gaining that permission before posting that extent of information which also if you haven't watched the most hated man on the internet on netflix that also kind of reminds me of that like you have no control of what all is being tied to you that is the most horrible thing ever so if you don't know that all that stuff went down or you don't know what i'm talking about at least look it up and learn about it because I I mean, I could go off about that for a while, so I'm going to try not to touch that one. Um, But aside from them uploading pictures and things, it was also connecting their personal information. So that's kind of (laughs) what reminded me of that just then. And I feel like consent as a minor is kind of hard. I mean, you have consent in, in the terms of like if you're considered an adult in your state and then you also have you know parental control over medical things um and now even with social media you have babies and little kids whose parents get to decide if their photos are on the internet that's something that those people don't those kids don't get aside like they're just like born onto the, <laughs> the internet 
Um, I know there's not much privacy nowadays anyway, but there's just certain things that I feel like are out there more that we don't necessarily have, like we might not know it's there or we don't have the access to get that information removed. Okay, another story, which I did not know this. This is one of my good friends. She said that a stranger on a plane kept trying to hold my hand, which that alone, I was like, are you kidding me? But it gets worse. (laughs) She said, and then after she put on her lipstick, they said her lips looked soft and they freaking kissed her. They kissed her. So they were trying to hold her hand on the plane like that person's already all up in your space and then you put some lipstick on and they freaking kiss are you, I, like I and knowing her I can only imagine like how she reacted really she you know she said she ended up like going to the back of the plane and having them remove her immediately but just <laughs> I mean I think about like if you were from a different culture and you know kissing on the lips is acceptable and it's more whatever but at the same time you're you don't know that person it's a stranger my my deal with that one is that's an absolute complete stranger and you're invading their space and I had another person that was brave enough to tell me that they were raped while on an international business trip in 2006 and I asked if she was willing to share any more and she said that her story was pretty unconventional because she was actually married with a two-year-old at home at the time and it was one of those things where she was in the wrong place um, with the wrong people. Um, To me, that's still, that's not consent. Like, if you are in a bad place, that still doesn't invite you to take advantage of someone else um even the people that you're around shouldn't be like oh well you knew what was going to happen if you hung out with those people no that shouldn't happen that that's on the perpetrators bad that's not your fault as the victim or the survivor and even talking um again to a younger person today they were saying how their parents um have said how they feel like they can't trust their kids based on what they're they're wearing and I'm like well just because you're wearing something again doesn't mean that you're asking for something to happen you can be confident in what you're wearing and somebody might think that that's considered slutty or skanky or whatever but if that's what that person feels good in, like, let them do that. But that doesn't mean that they're out there being promiscuous. That's an assumption that you're making based off of their appearance. You can also dress for attention. I mean, just because you maybe are wanting that attention on you, that doesn't mean that you want people to have sex with you. But I know sometimes that can be confusing. (laughs) I personally have a story that it wasn't um, sexual, but it was very vulnerable, and I'm the one who felt bad, which again tells you what's wrong with us as women slash society slash just me as a person. <laughs> um, so I went and got a massage uh, one time, and it was by a woman, and it was somebody I hadn't gone to before, and she was already just kind of had a little bit more aggressive personality. I was there to relax. I communicated that I wanted to relax. I didn't want a deep 
tissue massage. I didn't want anything like that. That was what I was there for. And, you know, she started working out some knots in my back and I was just kind of like pushing through the pain because I was like, okay, you know, that still needed to happen. I need to work that out and everything. And she like kept kept like pushing the fact that I needed to work this stuff out and I needed to massage these things out and these knots and this that and the other and like kept like really forcefully um you know pressing as she massaged and then as things progressed at one point she remembered she was like oh you said you wanted a relaxing massage I guess this isn't really really relaxing huh like that was her response it wasn't like an oh my gosh I'm sorry or anything when she had the realization because then she proceeded to do it like I remember her pressing into like my jaw and my neck and I actually started to tear up and I mean that tells you like the pain that I was in that I did not ask for and I think by the end of it she kind of she because she had said at one point too how um like she her manager had spoken to her earlier this past week because of something she did I can't remember what it was now I don't know if it's because she she oh I think it was that she thinks she knows what's best for the client so she's like yeah I have to work on like not just doing what I think is best for them but doing what they're asking um hello yes that's exactly what you're supposed to do and (laughs) and I was like well I mean also you're vulnerable like you're you're pretty much naked on the table and so it's like, yeah, that's, that's a very, very, everything is very vulnerable. And so then I, I like still didn't want her to get in trouble because I just, I felt bad even though I shouldn't. And it was like the worst massage ever. But when I came out, the lady asked me like, how was it? And I was like, um, it was all right. And she could, she could tell like something was off and she was like, no, like, did something happen? Like, what do you tell me? And then I was like, well, you know, she said that you had talked to her and this is what happened and explained everything. But as it did, I like started to cry. And I think part of it was, you know, the fact that like I had, I had walked out, I like had a minute to process it. I said out loud what was happening and it was like, oh yeah, like that was bad. That was bad on her part. <laughs> and the sweet lady ended up being the manager. And so she actually like, came around and gave me a hug cause she felt bad. Um, it, But I think back, like, the fact that I, like, didn't want her to get in trouble, but the fact that somebody had already spoken to her about not doing that, like, you're, you're doing what you think is best or what you think is right for that person's body, their body, their, like, naked body, that's not okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was such a bad experience. Such a bad experience. And as a dance teacher it's very we you know we we give verbal cues a lot it's very hands-on it's easier for us to correct that way and as I've gotten older and just more aware of um, different mental health and and sexual abuse and trauma issues that people maybe have in their lives I've realized that we need to ask before we touch and that's been a hard thing for me to adjust to just because like I said that's how we grew up like we were touched I know it sounds bad, but like, you know, we were touched. And so like, that's how I'm used to correcting people. And so I'm trying to get better about, especially with our kids that we don't know, um, you know, what trauma or abuse that they may be experienced that we don't want to trigger something for them. And it is their body. If they don't want to be touched and they don't feel comfortable, they have the option to say no and that we don't do that. And, you know, you, you can just give those verbal cues or you can keep your eye on that kid um, just in general. And, 
I know I we don't always do it still you know we're all a work in progress but just the other day I went to give a coworker a hug and I was like do I have your permission to give you a hug right now because I realized like him and I had never hugged and I mean I'm not a super touchy feely person I've got I know a lot of I keep saying a lot of this stuff is like I've changed but I have um but there's moments like now I'm like if a kid needs a hug heck yeah come up I'm gonna give you a hug if you need it there's certain people I've said last time like I miss that physical connection of just like I need somebody to hug me and I felt like him and I both needed that hug but he was like yeah of course like why not and he's like you know I'm a hugger I'm like well I didn't I didn't think about it but I was like it was just one of those weird things in the moment I don't know why I thought to ask actually I do know why I thought to ask because I do know something personal about that person but um yeah I think we just you know need to be a little bit more aware sometimes of what we can do to make people feel more comfortable and I know that some people like uh physical touch is a way of you know, showing care and affection and, you know, communicating and things like that. But if somebody, you know, jumps or is startled or says they don't really like that, we really need to make sure that we're respecting those wishes. And I'm going to share going on back a little bit to, you know, how he said when you do one thing and then they think that that means that, well, you're down to do another thing. Like, no. Um, when I was younger, like I had a kind of like friends with benefit guy. And so because I messed around with that guy, his friend thought that I'd be down to mess around with him and try to initiate that. Um, that happened on more than one occasion. And I know at the time, so I'll be honest, when I was younger, I wanted somebody to love me. I wanted somebody to like me. And I thought that sometimes doing those things was going to help one of those guys to like me and want to be my boyfriend and think I was super cool. (laughs) And, you know, that's not how that works, but that's how your developing brain (laughs) is perceiving the situation. And when I look back now and I think about how those boys acted, I am absolutely disgusted. I think I've said before, if I were who I am now, which is who I thought I was then, because you know, we all thought we were hot shit when we were younger. Well, I say we all did. Maybe we didn't all think that, (laughs) but um, like I would have punched him and I I think I wanted to be like so bad. I don't know why my self-esteem was that low. That's something I'm going to have to work on myself, but um, for, for me to put myself in that situation and not stood up for myself and like I said, more more than one person just thought because they knew I had been with her friend that that meant that we could be together. And I'll leave it at that. But how do you talk about consent when you are with another person? I think it's just checking in with that person, a communicating. Like hopefully if it's not some way that you're just hooking up with, if it's somebody that you're dating or that you're Um, you know building relationship with like you're having a conversation about what is acceptable to you what you want to do with each other um, any boundaries that you want to set ahead of time so that that's communicated but you also have to check back in because at any point those things can change and I think that's something that's difficult too sometimes is you can start to do something and change your mind and say no and you are allowed to say no that is okay and I think that's another thing I wanted to talk about too with the consent is having somebody wear you down 
is not acceptable. Like that to me still is not consent. Getting like trying everything you can to make that person like talking them into it or wearing them down or putting them down anything that you're doing to manipulate the situation is not consent that is you like I guess using the word manipulate like you're manipulating the situation if that person wanted to do something with you then they would say yes they might not be ready there might be other reasons why they're not doing it um but even so when you're doing something you'd be like oh like do you still want to do this or does that feel good or is that okay it's just asking those questions checking in um and I think another thing that makes it a little bit difficult is we see in movies and on tv and and whatnot is when there's just that passionate moment that you see people together and the guy just takes the girl and it's super hot and steamy and we're all like "Ooh, you know there's a party that wants that sometimes that can still be consensual but sometimes that's not consensual that's not (laughs) I mean you know you're getting bits and pieces in a movie but if you think about in your regular life like yeah if that's your your person that you're with and you know that y'all are both in the moment and what's happening there is good like yeah go take your woman but if she's you know struggling or fighting it or like not feeling it you don't press it until she gives in like hear those words gives in like there's there should be no concession or conceding or doing it until you wear that person down also the rape abuse and incest national network which is rain r-a-i-n-n their website is r-a-i-n-n.org talks about the uh, use of enthusiastic consent so that you're looking for the presence of a yes instead of the absence of a no an absence of a no does not equal a yes and that I think was again a big thing that I have found throughout my entire life um, with different sexual encounters that I have had um also is you know like I said is this still okay you could also say like I'm open to trying this um also letting your partner know that you can stop at any time I think that's another positive way to um communicate and this is what they say consent does not look like refusing to acknowledge a no a partner who's disengaged non-responsive or visibly upset Assuming that they're wearing certain clothes, flirting or kissing is an invitation for anything more. Someone being under the legal age of consent as defined by the state. Someone being incapacitated because of drugs or alcohol, pressuring someone into sexual activity by use of fear or intimidation. And assuming you have permission to engage as a sexual act because you've done it in the past. That's another good one. Assuming you have permission to engage in a sexual act because you've done it in the past. That doesn't give you free reign. Um, That's especially, I mean, I don't know if y'all have heard of marital rape. That's a thing. Um, As a husband or wife or anything in between, like you still have the right to refuse sex with your partner. And I think some people do believe and you're entitled to your own beliefs that it's your duty to serve your partner especially if it is a male in your relationship in that you you know you just suck it up and do it um I'm sure there are times where you're like "Mm, I don't want to do it but um 
it's different than when you're just like a flat out like no I don't want to be doing this right now I just want to encourage you if you have experienced anything negative that you can reach out. Like I said, the website rain.org. Um, you can reach out to a counselor. There's plenty of different resources for you. Um, and if there's something that you're like, oh, I don't know if that was something that I didn't consent to, I think that's something that you can definitely um, work through because if you feel a certain way about it, chances are that something um, something not good happened, you know, something that you maybe didn't agree to happened. If it made you feel weird, there is a reason for that. And I also wanted to share, I have a different Instagram, so not my podcast Instagram, but it's called my empathic soul. And it shares some resources and different facts and things about sexual abuse, rape, um, women's issues, and mental health, self-care, things like that. So if that's not something that you currently follow, I would encourage you to check that out. It's at my.empathic.soul. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Always make sure that there is consent for the activities and not just physical, but thinking about the mental and, you know, informational and all the other ways that you are maybe making a decision for somebody that they might not want. I hope you guys have just a fabulous week. I know I just said that, but like I really do because I know the struggle has been real <laughs> last week and Monday was great, but man, Tuesday was tiring already. So hang in there, stay sassy, and I'll see you next time.